Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Philosophy of Fitness podcast, episode number 79. My name is Haley. I'm going to be your host today and every single day that you are tuning in. And if you can't tell already, I am so excited to be back. It has been a minute since I've been consistent with this podcast, and a lot has been happening in my life behind the scenes that I'm going to update you guys on. And if you're watching this episode, you will know that I finally have a studio set up, and it feels so good to actually have like a designated space to do this podcast now because that's something I've been missing since I moved here from New York. And I was really trying to replicate the setup that I had back in my little closet studio space that I had in New York where I had brick wallpaper up. And this is the closest I could get. I had a real hard time trying to hang this brick wallpaper that I had found. If you guys are curious too, my old studio setup, it was just uh, peel and stick brick wallpaper. But I tried doing that here and I didn't realize that the walls are textured. So it wasn't sticking very well. I was trying so hard to get the air bubbles out. I was so excited to have that background and it just was not working. It was just not in the cards for me. And I had to kind of accept it. I said, okay, you know what? I'm not gonna get upset about it. I'm really happy with how this looks now. I'm so excited to have this designated space. I feel like it's just gonna be so good for creativity and just having a designated spot to do all of this stuff. So I am so excited to be set up in this space and to welcome you guys back to the podcast after a little hiatus that I took. But if you haven't already told by today's title, we're going to be talking about the dark night of the soul. And that's something that I think doesn't get spoken about enough, especially in the spiritual space, because it's oftentimes a catalyst for a lot of us to a spiritual awakening. And there's some myths about it. There's some things that I want to debunk. And I also just want to update you guys on my life, what I've been up to. Like I said, things have been crazy. They're finally starting to settle down, though. So that's what we're going to be getting into today. So grab a snack, fasten your seatbelts, whatever you want to do. We're going to be diving deep into the rabbit hole of the dark night of the soul. But before we do that, I want to give a quick thank you to today's sponsor, Keen. Today's episode is sponsored by Keen. And if you're not familiar, Keen is the world's largest network of talented psychics who provide psychic readings to help you answer your most pressing questions about love, relationships, career, and more. So I use Keen whenever I have a question about my career or my love life, or I just need a little bit of guidance. And I actually just met with an advisor recently and she gave me some really great advice regarding my love life. And she really made me feel reassured about the direction that I'm heading in. And she didn't even know anything about what I'm going through currently, but she was spot on with everything that I've been feeling and everything that I've been dealing with. And I left that call feeling so reassured and like I really knew which direction I wanted to move forward with things. So if you want to get a reading on Keen like I did, it's super easy to start. All you have to do is create an account and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. And the thing I love about Keen the most is that you can really pick and choose which readers are going to resonate with you the most based on what exactly it is you're looking for and what skills you're looking for as well. And each of these readers have unique specialties designed to help you in your particular situation. So you can choose whichever reader suits you best and then you'll be able to connect with them either via a phone call or a text chat. And as a new customer on Keen, I'm excited to offer to you guys that you can try your first 10 minutes for just $1.99. That's up to $99 in savings, which is an amazing deal. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, you can head over to trykeen, that's K-E-E-N.com slash Haley Noel to get some big savings on your first reading. Okay, so where do I even begin? Life has been crazy the past couple months, guys. It has been a ride. It's been hard. I'm not going to lie. This has been a season of life that's been very difficult for me. And 
I think the hardest thing that I've had to deal with is um, my great aunt who was very sick. She was not doing well. Um, I was helping my mom take care of her in the end stages of her life. And that was something that was really, really hard on me. And also just an eye-opening experience uh, taking care of a loved one in that way. Someone who can't take care of themselves anymore you know it was really sad and and it was hard on all of us but luckily the whole family was able to be here with her during that time and it was stressful but it was also a time period that made me reflect more I don't know how to explain it if anyone else has been in a position of like a caretaker role it kind of forces you to mature yes but also like reflect on life and the meaning of life itself especially seeing someone who's exiting this life, right, and going on to the afterlife, it really does make you question, okay, what is this all about? You know, why are we doing the things we're doing? And I feel like this period in time in particular for me was um, another dark night of the soul because it was another period in my life where I had reached that low of like, okay, what what is the meaning of this all? What now? And there was a period in time back in 2019 where I first had my spiritual awakening that I had always considered to be my first dark night of the soul. And that's something I want to get into later is that there can be multiple periods in your life where you experience that. Um, And I think that's a common misconception is that people think it only happens once in your life or you only wake up once. I don't necessarily think that's true. That's my personal opinion. Uh, But I do want to share something interesting about my experience with my great aunt Uh, from a spiritual side of things because I don't know if anyone else out there has experienced something like this but ever since that has occurred and even around the time that it was occurring her uh, her passing um, I've felt more intuitively tapped into things uh, specifically how do I say this specifically with uh, people in my family that have passed so I'll share this experience because Um, I also just want to document it for myself to look back on. So the night, uh, the night before she passed, uh, my mom and I were taking turns with, you know, giving her her medicine, um, every three hours she had to have it. So, um, I gave her that. And then a few hours after that, that was about 1230 that I gave her that dose. And then I just really couldn't fall asleep. And I was, you know, obviously really not feeling great mentally because of everything that was going on. And, um, I was sitting there in bed. It was probably around like 1.30, 2 o'clock. And I have my guitar next to my bed. And um, all of a sudden, you know, I'm laying in bed and I hear just like a very faint, like one string, like ever so faintly being plucked at a time, really faint. And I'm like, that's strange. But maybe I'm just hearing things. Maybe it's just, you know, whatever. And so I kind of decided, all right, I'm going to try to lay back down again. And then I kept hearing it and I heard it more. And it wasn't like someone was aggressively playing my guitar, but my guitar was playing itself like ever so slightly one string at a time. And as that was happening, like a full on visceral whoosh, like the image of my grandpa, Jerry, who I've never met in my life. He's like a great grandfather. Okay died years before I was born the image of him came to my mind so strongly so clearly I could not shake it I I could not get his image out of my head and I don't know if anyone else out there listening to this has has had this kind of experience of like something coming to you like that Um, I wasn't scared in the moment but I did say you know I just couldn't shake that he was there with me I felt that he was there with me and I said go to my aunt Jean I don't need you here 
And as soon as I said that, I kind of said it out loud softly to myself. I was like, go to my Angie and I don't need you here. Once I said that, the guitar playing stopped. And uh, that following morning was uh, when she passed. So it was really crazy. And there's no doubt in my mind that he was there to visit me. And even after she passed, I... The, in the days afterwards, I could feel her presence. And I know it sounds crazy maybe to somebody who hasn't really experienced that before, but I've had visitation dreams about relatives that have passed on. And it's, I was explaining this to a friend, it feels like just someone is wrapping you in a blanket of unconditional love. It feels like the most intense, pure, beautiful, loving energy that you've ever felt in your entire life beyond anything we've ever experienced here in this earthly plane. That's how I try to equate it to people. And it's so hard to put these experiences into words because they are so unusual, but that's truly how it felt for me. Like just pure love. That's the only way I can describe it. And all of my experiences that I've had with those encounters with past on relatives has been pure, unconditional love. If you guys want me to do a separate podcast on that whole side of things, let me know because I'd love to explore that rabbit hole. Or if anyone out there knows how to maybe help me tune into that side of things, I'm a little bit afraid to fully open myself up to it because I've only experienced that loving energy side of things. And I know that there could be something there potentially for me to explore a little bit more, but it also does scare me a little bit. But I will say, in my experience of all of this, it has certainly served as like another awakening for me and another sort of hard reset on everything. Like everything came to a pause. Everything everything stopped in that process of helping take care of her. Like there was no time. There was no mental energy Um, to even think about anything else because that was what I was devoting all my energy to was making sure she was okay. So um, that's kind of what inspired me to to talk about this today. And I wanted to explain also why I've been kind of absent on social media as of late. I mean, I'm starting to get back into it now, but uh, that was what I was dealing with. And um, I, you know, it's as sad as it is, I'm grateful for the experience and I'm honored to have been there for her in that time and um to be there you know to be there um so that's what we're going to be talking about today is the dark night of the soul not so much the spiritual side of things of connecting with passed on relatives but i would love to talk about that so again if you want to hear about that let me know but anyways we are going to dive into it now so you might be wondering what you're like Haley. what are you talking about dark night of the soul i've never even heard this phrase before some of you may not even have ever heard this phrase before so i'm going to enlighten you today i'm going to kind of tell you about it maybe teach you something you've never learned about before um so in general the phrase the dark night of the soul is often used to informally describe an extremely difficult and painful period in one's life And that could be any kind of experience. It could be a breakup. It could be uh, the death of a loved one, like it was for me. Uh, It could be a diagnosis of a life-threatening illness. Anything that kind of just shakes you out of the mundane routine of everyday life and and sort of forces you to reevaluate things. And that definition is from the Psychiatric Times, if anyone's wondering. So something else that I found when I was researching this topic is that Eckhart Tolle talks extensively about the dark night of the soul. And if you guys aren't familiar, Eckhart Tolle is probably one of my favorite authors. Uh, The Power of Now, A New Earth is a great, great book. If you ever get a chance to read it, I would highly recommend it. That is like one of the biggest books that's changed my life. A brilliant man, brilliant mind. I really can't rave about him enough. And I love his sort of philosophical approach to 
spirituality and what he kind of, you know, teaches and, and his whole message is really valuable. So if you've never heard of Eckhart Tolle, after you listen to this podcast, go research it, go find a power, The Power of Now or A New Earth because that those two books will change your life. Um, so this is actually what he had to say about The Dark Knight of the Soul. And this kind of builds upon the definition that I had previously shared with you. So he says that it is a term used to describe what one could call a collapse of a perceived meaning in life, an eruption into your life of a deep sense of meaninglessness. The inner state in some cases is very close to what is conventionally called depression. And nothing makes sense anymore. There's no purpose to anything. Sometimes it's triggered by an external event, some disaster perhaps, or on an external level. Uh, The death of someone close to you could trigger it. Or you had built up in your life and given it meaning and that meaning that you had given your life, your activities, your achievements, where you're going, what's considered important, and the meaning that you had given your life for some reason collapses. So again, Eckhart Tolle does extensively talk about how he has in his own life experienced this dark night of the soul. And anyone who's gone through an awakening, I would say, I don't want to make a general blanket statement, but I would say most people who have gone through some sort of spiritual awakening have gotten to that low place of that dark night of the soul in order for them to reevaluate what needs to happen and to awaken to their potential and their purpose and their truth. Oftentimes, that level of an awakening will not just come about from going through everyday life, going through the motions and kind of just la-di-da, letting life pass you by. Something usually has to shake you out of your routine so fiercely that you have no choice but to reevaluate and to go inward and to gain that introspection to figure out where it is that you need to go and what your calling is, if that makes sense. So he also says that it's a kind of a rebirth. The dark night of the soul is a kind of a death that you die. And what dies is the egoic sense of self. Of course, death is always painful, but nothing real has actually died there, only an illusory identity. Now, it is probably the case that some people who have gone through this transformation realize that they had to go through that, like I said, in order to bring about a spiritual awakening. Often it is part of the awakening process and the death of the old self and the birth of the true self. So that is right on the money there, right? It's like when you go through that process, like I said, the old version of you is dying, old version is dead and gone. And so in that, yes, you're losing who you used to be. You're losing what you thought was the meaning of your life. You're losing what you thought everything was in exchange for this beautiful rebirth process where you then start to find out who exactly you are and where you're trying to go. I almost think of it as like, think of the seasons, right? The four seasons. When you have winter, everything dies, Everything looks drab, it looks dead, it's gray, it's cold, it's dark. But then you have to have that process of the death of winter, right? In order for spring to come around and for the plants to bloom again, for color to come back, for the vivid beauty of nature to return, you have to have that period of that darkness. And it kind of almost, you know, even alludes to like the duality of life in itself, right? It's like we have to have these low points in order for us to be able to really appreciate and truly value the good experiences that we have. So like I said, it is uh, it is a part of the journey and it's kind of like an initiation. So it basically takes you from one phase of your life to another. I, it, initiation is a really good way to put it. And I'm thinking back to the first time that I 
and experienced this in 2019. I will tell you guys, back in 2019, the thing that had triggered it for me was uh, a bad breakup situation that I had been going through and also um, some struggles that I was just dealing with internally. That was also the time where I decided that I had to give up alcohol. That's when it became really clear to me just sitting with myself that alcohol was no longer serving me anymore and it was actually the root of a lot, if not most of my unhappiness and shame and guilt, fear, anxiety. It was during that period that I had identified that alcohol was the root of most of my problems. And that was such a huge part of my awakening process was eliminating alcohol. And that absolutely changed my life, which by the way, I just passed a thousand days alcohol free. And I didn't even get to really talk about it because so many things were happening, but I will address that because it's been almost like three years now. So I definitely want to speak about that more. But again, that dark night of the soul triggered me to reevaluate everything that I had thought my life meant up until that point. So it is really interesting how it's kind of like an initiation process. And like I said earlier, This is a myth that I have heard some people speak about and they say that, you know, oh, well, you only have one dark night of the soul in your life. It only happens once or boom, one day happens and you're like, oh, I'm awake now. That's it. I've ascended. I'm here. I've arrived. Like, that's not how it works. You can have many dark nights of the soul in your life. I wouldn't say it's like a weekly occurrence, right? But there can be multiple points in a person's life where they get to that point of feeling that meaninglessness and feeling that low low point of like what is what what why am I even here what am I doing what is the point of this all and when you reach that point and you have the option to either fall into that darkness right or you take it the other way and you say okay this is a really low point now it's basically like a rock bottom for 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 people that aren't really like spiritual I would say a Dark night of the soul is essentially like a rock bottom point, whether it's like mentally, emotionally, or just every area of your life where you have no choice but to reevaluate and rebuild from there. It's it's basically that point at which you have no choice but to like a phoenix rise from the ashes and experience that rebirth. Um, and like I said, you may have several dark nights of the soul in the course of your life because you're always becoming more of a person and you're always entering life more fully. And it's true because... I even think about a spiritual awakening. When I talk about my awakening back in 2019, I awoke to an extent to a lot of different things that I hadn't even thought about before and I haven't hadn't even really like explored before. And this period of life now where I almost feel like it was another dark night of the soul has led me to reawaken and even build upon some of the things that I had woken up to back then. So again, it's not just like it's reserved for one specific point in your life. And it can happen a few times. And it can be really painful. It can suck. I'm going to tell you right now. The other thing too, a lot of people in the spiritual space kind of make it seem like it's all rainbows. It's all positivity. It's all manifesting, ascending, raising your vibration and just feeling good all the time. That is not true. I will be the first person to tell you if anyone out there on the internet is telling you life after a spiritual awakening is pure bliss. It is perfect. Like that's a straight up lie. Okay. Anyone who's trying to sell you that idea is selling you lies and they're selling you toxic positivity because that's not true. That is delusional. You know, it's closing you off to, like I said, the duality of life and the experience of life itself. We have the shadow and we have the light. It's integrating both of them and learning how to accept the shadow so that you can fully appreciate the light. 
it's not all sunshine and rainbows, like I said. And, you know, you it's, when you have an awakening like this, I think it makes you more more agreeable and amenable to the waves of life so that you're better equipped to handle some of those darker moments or some of those challenging times in your life and understand that it's a part of the process. Like I said, the past few months for me were really hard. Honestly, probably the most stressful time in my entire life. Like, without a doubt, the most stressful time. And also because Hurricane Ian just hit, but we were fine. That's a whole other rabbit hole. But that was a really stressful situation too. Um, And it was just like whoa, you know, this is insane. But I feel like if that this had happened to me a few years ago or like before my awakening process, I feel like I would not be as well equipped to handle it, A. And B, I do think it also still would have triggered my awakening. I think it's all a part of the journey and it's all a part of the process. And I think in some sense, it maybe took this shaking, right? This stop on everything to get me to focus back on what it is that what it is that I'm on this planet to do and and to ponder that and that's still something that I ponder it's still something that I obviously don't have a full answer to but that's a part of the human experience too is just trying to figure out what the hell we're doing here um so that's just something to think about and this is something else that Eckhart Tolle uh, said that I just want to share here so this is what he says Think about it. You wouldn't be compelled to imagine a perfected life unless you were steeped in its imperfection. The emptiness of the dark night transforms into the no place of a wonderful world. If you don't feel the hopelessness of a dark night, you will probably float through life identifying unconsciously with the values and expectations of the culture. Ooh, that's powerful. You won't know that there is something wrong, something that calls for a response from you. Personally, you may not feel your being. You may eventually decide that you're a nobody. For you become a somebody by identifying with the world outside you. Self-realization is not a private psychological achievement managed by a strong will and a hygienic attitude. A strong sense of self emerges when you own and activate the awareness that you are your world. A mystical sensibility and social action go together. Through an essential shift in imagination, you realize that you are not the one suffering. The world is. Mm. This is why I'm saying, my friends, go check out Eckhart Tolle because this is exactly what I'm saying is people that are asleep versus people that are awake, right? It's like if you if you don't have something that shakes you out of, of the, the sleep, of the mundane, of the routine, of the structures that society have put in place of hustle for this and work for this and this is what your life path is going to be and this is what you do. It's just because it's the norm. It's what everybody does. You just follow along. You follow along the path and before you know it, you're like, who am I? Who the heck am I? Like, what am I doing? And that's why oftentimes it takes something very painful and almost traumatic even or very jarring to shake you out of that sleep state of existing and just going with the norm of society, going with what everyone else is doing just because that's the way it is. Think about your life right now. Think about how many things you do in your day-to-day life. Ask yourself, well, why do I do this? Well, because everybody does. Well, why does everybody do it? I don't know. That's that's how this awakening process starts. At least it, that's how it started for me of like, okay, well, why does everybody say that You know, we have to show up in this way? Why does everybody say that we have to hustle super hard and be miserable in our job for a few years so that then we can have a nest egg to enjoy for the later years of our life? Why can't we enjoy as we're earning? You know, why is it that we have to wait for retirement for to relax and to unwind? Just kind of deconstructing a lot of things that society has normalized and put into place. 
I think it's so powerful. And that shift, again, I really don't, I truly don't think you can try to tell someone else, you know, to awaken, right? You could, I could try to tell you, whoever you are watching this, like, wake up, wake up, right? But if you haven't experienced it for yourself, or if you haven't really had a moment that's taken you out of that routine, then how could you even begin to know that you're even asleep, right? Maybe the fact that you're listening to this podcast right now and me talking about this is a catalyst for you to start to question things. But so many people go through their lives without even being consciously aware of what they're doing. They kind of just are going through the motions. So many people are going through the motions. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want this to sound like I'm awake and you're not and I'm better than you because I'm awake. That is not how this is at all, okay? Everybody has their own time in which they will figure out things and there is no right or wrong time to which something like this will happen. There's people that go their entire lives without experiencing an awakening. There's people that have awakenings at a very young age and realize these things very young. I know some people that have had this awakening like in their teen years, even a little bit younger than that. And there's no right or wrong to it. But it really does make you question, you know, like if you're listening to this, okay, I'm listening to this stuff. This seems really interesting. So where in my life am I just kind of being a sheep? I know that term is really politically charged and I kind of wish it wasn't. But think about it, like that herd mentality of just doing everything because everybody else is doing it. When you start to kind of examine your life in that way and then you start to even examine your thoughts that you have about yourself and then you realize, well, that thought isn't even from me. That's from a societal construct that's kept me thinking in this lack mentality or this limiting way about myself. That's how this stuff starts. And it's a beautiful journey and it's a never ending journey. That's the other thing I want to make really clear with this is that there's never a point where you're just like, I'm awake. That's it. I'm at the highest level. Like I said, anyone who tells you that is a scam artist, like run away seriously, because life is a never ending journey. And we are always unraveling more and more into ourselves. We're always unlearning more and learning more and integrating more. And how could you possibly put a timeline on that or like a stamp of approval to say, that's it, I'm awake now. You really can't. It's a never ending journey. I truly, unless you're like some sort of Buddhist monk, those people that like levitate, <laughs> you know, those monks that levitate, unless you're at that level, there will never be a moment at which you've arrived at the destination. The journey itself is the destination because you're always learning more about yourself and you're always expanding on what you've learned and you're always going through new experiences that'll force you to dive deeper into yourself. So like I said, it's a part of the process of waking up and there's another analogy that I wanted to give you here just to kind of like boil this down to make it a little bit easier to understand. I know this is a really like philosophical topic and something that might be a little bit heady, but I think it's so valuable for people out there to know about this. And I was thinking about this analogy for the dark night of the soul. Think about how a diamond is formed, right? Diamonds are like the most precious, beautiful stone in the world, gem, whatever you want to call it. They need immense pressure to form. Immense pressure is needed for a diamond to fully materialize. So think about that. Even though you may not be able to see it in the moment, even though you may right now watching this be going through your dark night of the soul and things feel so hopeless and they feel so meaningless, what if you are in that pressure stage of building, right? What if you are in that stage right now of the diamond forming and you just can't see it, but that's what's going to be emerging from this rebirth process is you coming out on the other side so much stronger, like a 
you know, a butterfly in a cocoon, like coming out of the cocoon and expanding. That's what I, I really think this journey is. And it's a part of the plan and it leads us closer to who we're meant to be. And if you trust that process and trust that, okay, it's a part of my plan and it's, I'm trusting that it's going to lead me in the right place. And, you know, you can acknowledge like things might be hard right now. Like for me, the past couple months, things sucked. Okay. Straight up were fucking horrible and I hated it and I was stressed out and I felt like I had nowhere to turn and I felt like I didn't have support and it was a really, really dark time. But I was like, I know this is temporary. I know this is temporary and I know it's leading me closer to where I'm trying to be. And this is just a hard season of life right now. And I'm going to accept it. And that's something else I want to leave you with too, um, kind of unrelated to this, but something else that the whole experience that I had recently made me realize is also the importance of impermanence. And that's something that I didn't really fully grasp during my first dark night of the soul and my first awakening, but it's something now that I have learned to integrate a little bit more and more deeply than I previously thought of just everything is temporary. Everything's temporary, whether it's good or bad. And that might be something that's not necessarily comforting to some of you to hear, but it's true. And there's a lot of Eastern thought that kind of um, alludes to this. Specifically, I think the Bhagavad Gita says something about impermanence. I remember reading that book in, in a college philosophy class and I loved it. Um, but if you think about it, everything is temporary. Like this too shall pass. And you remind yourself of that during the hard times. This too shall pass. It's it's gonna, it sucks right now, but it's going to pass. This will not last forever. I thought that when Hurricane Ian was here, okay, it was about a category three storm, I think, when it was over our house. Our house almost flooded. Thank God it didn't. But I remember standing and looking out the window, hearing the howling wind and seeing the water coming up to the house and just trying to tell myself like this too will pass this is temporary it's not going to last forever this storm is not going to be over us forever even though any of you in florida know that freaking storm was here for hours that thing would not leave it was insane it was so insane i'm like when is this shit gonna stop but i had to remind myself i'm like this is temporary it's gonna pass this this will pass and that was like honestly like a mantra that i was just repeating to myself as i was sitting there i was in our pantry because i was so terrified this was my first hurricane i wasn't sure if a tornado was going to come through because tornadoes are a part of hurricanes and i was just sitting there and i stayed up till three o'clock in the morning just saying this is temporary Haley. it's temporary it's gonna pass it's not gonna last forever and it didn't last forever and it made me feel really so much better in that moment knowing that it was going to be temporary and I'll say something too because sometimes people say well that's a kind of a pessimistic attitude to have for something that's good in your life and I don't necessarily agree with that because if you think about it when you use the idea of this too shall pass everything is temporary don't you think that that would give you such a deeper sense of appreciation for the good moments that you have in your life it's like if you have like a small like really decadent piece of chocolate cake And you're savoring every little bite that you get because you know that it's a really small piece and you want to make the most of it. I think that is such a powerful way to view really good experiences in your life or real moments of just like pure joy, pure bliss. It's temporary, so be present for it. Enjoy it. Savor every second of it. Like I said, it goes both ways. And yes, there will be moments that are not going to be so great. And you just have to remind yourself that those are going to pass too. But I think it's equally valuable to view that mentality of impermanence 
with the other side of things, of the positive side of things. And that can deepen your capacity for appreciation and gratitude, but also presence in general. And I think that that is something that's really powerful. I think presence is is a superpower. I really do. If you can be fully present in every area of your life, that is powerful. But anyway, enough of me ranting about the dark night of the soul and philosophical things and all things related to this beautiful journey that we call life. I've said this before also in a couple other episodes of the podcast where I don't know if I necessarily want to talk about the fitness side of things as much as I necessarily used to. I do still love fitness. Working out is still a huge part of my life, obviously, and it's changed my life and I love it so much. But my calling, I feel like the past year or so, I've been pulled into a direction of more of the esoteric topics and more of these kinds of you know, deep dives into mindset and mindfulness and exploring some of these deeper conversations. So I'm not really sure what that's going to look like in terms of branding for the podcast. I don't know if I'm going to be changing that. I don't know if I'm going to be just sticking with what I have now, but it's kind of like a growing pains thing for me of just figuring out, okay, where do I want to go? And do I want to just like limit myself to one thing? Because obviously I want to talk about it all, but I just feel like the name philosophy of fitness sort of has a connotation to it that it's going to be specifically things related to exercise. And that's not necessarily what I want to really focus on anymore. So I'm not really sure what that's going to look like for this, but for now, we're still going to be here, my friends. I will still be here for you uh, making episodes and talking about things. I want to get some more guests on. I've been out of the loop with guests too because I didn't have a good setup. But now that I have a good setup, I'm really excited to hopefully start um, interviewing some more people. I have a few people in mind that I think would have we would have a fabulous conversation Uh, So stay tuned for that. I'm also going to be posting more on my YouTube channel now that I have some time to focus on myself again and some of my creative endeavors. So stay on the lookout for those uh, YouTube videos. And obviously, if you haven't subscribed already, it's free to do so. It really helps support me. If you leave a rating for this podcast on Apple uh, Podcasts or Spotify, that also really helps as well. And I sincerely, sincerely appreciate each and every single one of you that listens to these episodes and that have supported me so far. I am eternally grateful for your support and um, I really am happy to have you here and feel free to stick around, listen to some other episodes, but that is it, my friends. I am sending you so much health, wealth, success, happiness, abundance, peace, love, and joy, and I will see you next time. Bye.